0: So what? Tyrese is getting kicked out? No, he's
1: not. I just want him to. That <laughs> would make me so happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like I think I sent you guys the the thing where the Rock. Uh, oh shit! So like, completely music. Completely just like bashes his album like completely deservedly. Like <laughs> I just like I just want Tyrese to just shut up and go away at this point. Like, oh yeah. He's yeah. He's just he's an asshole and he's a misogynistic asshole. And just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I don't I don't think there's very much. Uh, like there's very much difference between the character that he plays in Fast and the Furious and who he is in real life, which is like saying a lot because yeah. his character's not really even that great in the
2: movies. No, he's <laughs> all right
0: in what five and six. Yeah, it's like he's, kind he's of. He's like, all right in five
2: and six. He's becoming more tiresome, and by seven, he's insufferable. Yeah, like eight is just terrible.
1: But yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you you can't really blame the Rock for you know actually rescuing your franchise and like yeah actually like people wanting to work with him yeah and like because you're not getting any work you're pissed off at him because the movie's been delayed like yeah sorry the rock is just awesome saved your franchise and is now like getting more work because he's a great actor and just an awesome person in general like sorry tyrese
2: (laughs) (laughs) so are we ready Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah hey hey everybody welcome to i want you to watch this i am your host this week cullen i have uh pistol whipped dennis on the back of the neck and uh wrested control of the podcast away from him uh because we're talking about james bond this is part two of our spy block it is my movie it is from russia with love it came out in 1964 and is directed by Terence young um, but before we really dig into it, let me ask you guys... Uh, or, oh, actually, first of all, let me introduce my co-hosts. <laughs> let me ask you <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, now oh. I, I feel bad for making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> See? Let me introduce my co-hosts. That's so um, easy, is it? It's so easy. To
0: and Craig, how are you both? I'm doing well, Colin.
2: <gasps> Just dandy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but before uh, we dig into it, let me ask you
0: guys something. Can I borrow a match? Um, I don't know. I only use lighters. That's better still. <laughs> if they don't if, work, yeah. <laughs> until they go until wrong, they ah. Go. ah, we're spies. Code hey.
2: Yes. Hey. words. But um, <laughs> so here is uh, from Russia with love. Uh, James Bond is being stalked through a garden by a mysterious blonde man dressed in black, who produces a garrote wire from his watch that he uses to kill Bond. The killer's supervisor is revealed, congratulating him on the speed of his kill. A mask is pulled from Bond revealing him to be an imposter. At a chess match, Spectre's head of planning, Kronstein, is summoned to meet with Spectre No. 1. Kronstein lays out a plan to use the British Secret Service to obtain a lector decoding device and in the process kill James Bond as revenge for his killing of Dr. No. Spectre agent No. 3, Rosa Klebb, a former Soviet colonel, is put in charge of the operation. She recruits a beautiful Soviet cipher clerk, Tatyana Romanova. To seduce bond she also recruits the killer from the opening scene a specter trained killer named red grant to protect bond until he secures the lector and then kill him in london m informs bond that romanova has contacted station t in turkey claiming to be in love with bond and planning to defect with the lector if bond will handle her case personally after traveling to istanbul bond goes to meet with the head of section ari karimbe trailed by Bulgarian agents working for the Russians, who are in turn trailed by Grant, who kills one of them, dumping him outside of the Russian consulate to provoke hostilities between British and Russians' intelligence. The Russians respond by bombing Karimbe's office. Bond and Karimbe investigate by spying on the Soviet consulate through a periscope in the underground aqueducts beneath the city. They learn that a Soviet agent named Krilinko is responsible for the mine attack. Karimbe suggests that Bond not stay at the hotel and instead they go to a gypsy camp. Krylenko finds them and attacks the gypsy camp. During the battle, Bond is saved by Grant. The following night, Bond and Karimbe track Krilenko down at his hideout, where Kurimbe kills him with Bond's rifle. Upon returning to his hotel suite, Bond finds Romanova waiting for him in bed. They sleep together, but neither is aware that Spectre is filming them. The next day, Romanova and Bond meet at a mosque so she can drop plans for the consulate. Grant ensures Bond gets the plans by killing the Bulgarian agent who is attempting to intercept them. Using the plans, Bond and Karimbe successfully steal the Lector, and with Romanova, they board a train. However, they are being tailed by Benz, a Soviet security agent. (coughs) Bond and Karimbe capture Benz, Bond leaves the two of them together, and they are killed by Grant, who stages it to look like they killed each other. Karimbe's death prevents Bond from leaving the train to rendezvous with Karimbe's men. At the railway station in Belgrade, Bond passes the news of Karimbe's death to one of his sons and asks for an agent to meet the, from Station Y to meet him in Zagreb. However, when the train arrives at the station, Grant intercepts the agent and kills him and then poses as him. After drugging Romanova at dinner, Grant overpowers Bond and then reveals that Romanova uh, thought she was working for the Russians the whole time and knows nothing about Spectre, and Spectre has plans to leave behind the film Spectre took of him in the hotel room, along with a forged blackmail letter, making it appear as if their deaths were the result of a murder-suicide. Bond bribes Grant with 50 gold sovereigns for one last cigarette, tricking Grant into setting off a booby trap in his attache case. A brutal close quarters fight ensues, in which Bond is able to kill Grant. Bond drags the comatose Romanova off the train, and they steal a truck that was Grant's escape route. After hearing about the death of Grant, Specter Number One calls Kleb and Cronstein to tell them that Specter does not tolerate failure. Cronstein is killed by being kicked with a poison-tipped blade, and Kleb is given one last chance to finish the job. The next morning, Bond's truck is attacked by Specter helicopter, but Bond is able to destroy the helicopter by shooting the co-pilot who is holding a live grenade. Bond and Romanova take a boat that was part of Grant's escape route and head towards Venice, but they are attacked by Specter boats. Bond is able to get the upper hand by dropping his fuel barrels into the water and igniting them with a flare gun. Bond and Romanova make it to Venice, where Kleb, disguised as a maid, attempts to kill Bond and retrieve the lector. Kleb tries to kick Bond with a poison-tipped blade, but she is shot by Romanova. Bond and Romanova leave Venice on a romantic boat ride as Bond tosses the blackmail film shot of him in the hotel suite into the canal. (laughs) And as long as that synopsis was, this is actually one of the simpler and makes sense all the way through it bond films (laughs) it's the most it's one of the more realistic bonds and and that's why apart from penis casino royale this is my favorite one it's like the most grounded it's the most down to earth like yeah it wasn't
1: very it wasn't like this like over the top like trying to take over the world type plot It was. it was mostly them just like trying to infiltrate like and and take over another organization. Yeah, it's More just so than like, them like, yeah, trying to do, like, have a death ray. It's or, just an
2: yeah. espionage story. It's yeah. like, we need to get this decoding machine. And it's not like a madman is holding the world hostage, which I love those movies right. too. But, like, this one works better as an all around movie because it's. Well, it's well yeah, I
0: mean, and I think the success <laughs> in that comes from the fact that it's the second Bond movie. Yeah. And so it hasn't done that yet. And this franchise. And I've watched a lot of Bond this week. I know I've, you have. <laughs> I've learned. Uh, is self-referencing like nonstop. It's it's constantly either remaking like the movie that it's already done. Or um, it's it, even if it is original, it, it will reference things that previous Bonds have done. Yeah. And I'm not saying that negatively. I would if you asked me last week. But I've learned a lot <laughs> this week. Um, and... But that's where, like, the lack of that is where from Russia with Love shines because it's just bond. it's raw bond. it's it's they're still writing the story of the legacy of Bond with these movies,
2: yeah. And this one is is like the most Fleming ish, too. It's kind of still. He still is kind of like really brutal and Bond's an asshole. And yeah, there's this whole. (laughs) It's a yeah,
1: Bond is an asshole. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) this one is is way closer to like the Bond of the novels than like a lot of the later
0: movies, right? Um, Yeah, except for he's not as heavy of a drinker. I don't
2: think, or or smoker. He's not like Fleming writes things like Bond lit up his seventieth cigarette of the day, right? (laughs) Things like he's constantly
0: smoking.
1: I did love like from the beginning like that first like sting that they had of the bomb music. Yeah, really was like, all right, I'm ready for some spy action. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, uh, the the
0: the beginning. I have two things to say about it. Uh, first, it had me because I I've seen this before, but you know I, I kind of forgot how it pans out. You know. And like when they show like the you know fake bond, yeah, it's like wow, that's a lot of makeup on a dude. Like, <laughs> like that's a lot of makeup. It's like oh, it's a mask. It's like okay. And the funny uh, thing about that is like um, they had to go and
2: reshoot the scene where the mask is taken off uh-huh. because originally the guy didn't have a mustache, and like um, Broccoli and Saltzman were like, oh, we have to make sure people aren't gonna think
0: that that's still Connery. So put a mustache on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta be certain. And then also, uh, just how like, I don't know, nascent this film is in, I've uh, just movie making in general, the, uh, beginning scene, like particularly after like the classic, you know, uh white dot traveling across the screen, and then it turns into the barrel of a gun, and then Bond shoots it. You know, yeah. and the blood drips down, like that whole thing, and like how quickly it snapped back to the movie. It felt like it was just an episode of some television show that I was watching. You know, <laughs> it was like, wait, what, what is this? Like,
2: I think this is one of the shortest cold opens, too. Really? Yeah, I would have to go rewatch a bunch of it, but this one, like, it really gets out of the way fast. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just simple. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I, I get it was technology was limited in that sense and yeah so the opening song i just found it kind of hilarious that it was kind of like that annoying kid in class who would be like making shadow puppets in front of like the oh, the, projector. The, the opening title yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah it kind of had that feel where it's just like yeah that kid who's just like stands in front of the class and it's like <laughs> like
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is before the opening titles would be designed by morris bender who would then go on to do like all of them up until i think even like one of the dalton's before he died or quit that's interesting because yeah.
0: it retained the, the all of his retains kind of the core feel of this yeah it's like a mean, lot of shadows it, it's and, a, yeah. and
2: it's like women dancing around and stuff so yeah. it's like a morris bender title sequence that's not done by morris bender right and it's also this is one of the few early bond films that's not production designed by ken adam but there still are a lot of these sets that look ken adam-y like the chess room right like oh, that looks like that. it's a ken adam set but yeah it's not. definitely
1: huh <laughs> that's interesting yeah I did love uh, number one like I don't think they ever showed his face to the movie they they? don't and they
2: won't show his face for three two or three more movies okay so I really like that he is Blofeld but like we're not gonna reveal this character until you only live twice but he is seen again and it's always like his face is is obscured and all you see is the cat
1: yeah I love the cat and I have to say this, because I don't have any pets, and I'm gay, so I don't think I'll we'll ever get to say this in any other context, but that was such a beautiful pussy. <laughs> Well-groomed. Well yeah. Um, there were some, like, cringy ADR moments, but again, oh, technology- super, But just... that's, again,
2: it's just all Bond movies, especially the early <laughs> ones, are just fully dubbed. Yeah. Like completely dubbed. And- the best moment of that in any movie ever is in Dr. No, Because Bond and um, Honey Rider are hunkered down on the beach and these bad guys are shooting at him with a machine gun from a boat. And the bad guy's got a bullhorn and he says, We'll be back! We'll be back with the dogs! And then he takes the bullhorn away from his mouth and the audio does not change at all. <laughs> it's like, fall straight ahead! It's so funny.
1: <laughs> and I feel like the... Uh... Do we know who the actor who the actor was that played Tatiana Romanova? Yes, was she like actually? I don't think she was actually like European at all or anything. Oh, uh, she's Italian. Is she oh, yeah. okay? Because uh,
2: her name is Daniela Bianchi.
1: Okay, yeah, because the accent again was just like weird like she said like dasvidanya and it almost sounded like this weird it sounded like a midwestern person aff- affecting a russian accent but
0: <laughs> but she also had the the accent of a woman from the 1960s like that valium accent you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah just kind of like uh, yeah, yeah it's no, like no, jackie no, o yeah. kind of slayed it in yeah. that regard it, like they all just sounded like they were like loopy out of their i don't know
1: who knows? There's quaaludes yep. were still legal then. The ludes, so, did. yeah.
0: <laughs> did uh,
2: Kronstein look familiar to either of you?
1: Was he the the big blonde guy?
2: No, Kronstein is the chess prodigy guy who is the plans the whole thing.
1: Oh, and gets murdered
2: at the end. Yeah, I thought he looked familiar, but I had no idea who he was. He is named Vladik Shabal, and he plays Kronstein, and he plays Mister Bugalow on the in the Apple.
1: Oh, shit! Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you remember that How Did This Get Made episode when Paul was talking about that movie, and he says, I felt like throughout this movie I was watching a James Bond movie with the villain, but no James Bond. And that blew my mind because he is a Bond
0: villain! Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Wow.
1: And what... What? I'm forgetting, like, the names. I just watched this, like, this morning at, like, 6 o'clock because... <laughs> I I just I uh, If you're talking happened. about like
2: the, uh, the blonde henchman guy Who's like on Bond's tail Through the whole thing That's Red Grant
1: Okay Yeah I totally thought He was like the replicant From uh, Blade Runner He totally Oh yeah I, as soon oh, yeah that scene, I was does... like oh my god The Russians have replicants uh, That's so funny <laughs> That you say
2: that Because I Watched Blade Runner This week And the whole time I, Whenever um, Oh what's that actor's name uh, um, The replicant actor Yeah the guy who's The main replicant In Blade Runner I was like, he looks so much like Robert Shaw in From Russia with Love. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, Red Grant is the greatest villain in the history of James... Like, the best henchman in the history of James Bond. Like, a lot of people will say Oddjob because he's the most iconic. He's got the hat and he's got, like, a whole gimmick. Uh. But Red Grant is, like, so one step ahead and so badass through this whole movie. He he
0: is, but to the point that it kind of renders the whole plot moot. Because it's like, why doesn't... If they're they're using the, you know, a Russian- agent and the british agent to achieve to get this device like there's like several points throughout the whole thing where grant could just grab it himself and it's like why are you well, bothering not
2: until they get on the train why not because bond doesn't have it until they get on the train they get the lector and they run out of the burning building
0: directly onto the train uh, uh, i thought i thought they handed it uh-huh. over in that um like what was it like a cathedral like the, no, dark, the mosque the mosque no
2: in the mosque um she's leaving the plans for the consulate okay so like he can compare that to the architect's drawings and know where in the building the lecture machine is mm.
0: Mm. yeah mm. so she was like double crossing bond then yeah she thinks she's working for the russian right yeah because yeah, that dude. was the
1: whole thing is like she they need her to think she's no i got for the Russians, yeah i got but, that yeah.
0: but she was actually just working for Spectre. yes yes yeah uh via number three creepy number three yes cleb (laughs) who um in the novel they make a much bigger deal about her being a lesbian but if you know about that then it's pretty fucking obvious in this movie oh
1: yeah Well, no they should like there's it's very clear like when she's interacting with uh tatiana like that she is like physically like
0: attracted to her now or does she force herself upon her at the end of that scene because it cuts out
2: no, no. Think I didn't so?
0: pick that. I didn't yeah, pick, that pick that up. I didn't. No. So. Mm.
2: I didn't at least. But that, thats another thing with Ian Fleming was he had like this real hatred of homosexuals, particularly lesbians, and it was this, this really yeah. weird thing. Ian God, Fleming's that, that hatred. guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, it's—it's it's one of those things where it's just like, I mean, and we're seeing it now a lot, and yeah, with yeah. a lot of things that are coming out in Hollywood, where it's just like these people that have like you know been icons like within hollywood or just like you know fucking assholes like sean connery included like is oh, one of those oh, people oh, oh, when and, we, <laughs> in a minute we'll talk about another thing about sean connery but. yeah it's it's yeah it's just like it's 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 cool like those times where there's like under like we're like like actual people that give a shit like undermine like the that sort of source material like you know, like we were talking about, if Idris Elba were to ever become right. Bond, that like how Ian Fleming how would roll would, in his grave, oh, and yes. his head would explode. And, <laughs> and we all that's fucking why love I would that. love it yeah. so much. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it would be gorgeous.
0: Or I mean, I'd argue that like just like what Daniel Craig has done with Bond, like has like probably pissed off Ian Fleming beyond the. I don't as well. think so. You don't think so? No,
2: because Daniel Craig, uh, like Daniel Craig and Timothy Dalton are the two actors who come closest to portraying Bond as he was written by Fleming. I mean, like I mean, Connery, I just feel is like kind of there, but not quite as, as rough and not quite as brutish.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like, but he, Craig is, Craig the, is, br- is a, is, is brutal, but like, I feel like he gives more fucks about women. Like he treats women like people as opposed to any other bond well, in Casino Royale, because that's the one woman that he
2: actually loves in and Quantum. that's the same thing. And not really. I mean, he, he gives a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I mean, I feel um, like
1: it's one of those things where it it has to like like there were just lines in this movie where it was just like you know he's like he should have she should have kept her mouth shut. Okay, that's like, no, that's and,
2: the one that I really <laughs> balk at in this because it's the, the scene where um, uh, uh, there's a and, yeah. is like escaping through his hatch, which is in like the mouth of this like art on the wall, and when he shoots the guy, Bond says she should have kept her mouth shut, and it's just the worst one liner, and it's if you. It just remind it, it, of Sean Connery. And it, if you want to remind yourself of what a scumbag Sean Connery is, uh, seek out, it's readily available on YouTube, the interview he did with Barbara Walters, where he's saying it's totally okay to beat your wife. Oh, God. Yeah, he's yeah. you, know how women are. They want to have the last word, and they're not satisfied with the last word. It, it, it's just this horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. Like, he got- well, and this
1: is, like, right after the scene where he's uh, he's going to... They- call them gypsies in the movie but i think it's like romani like
2: is the actual term the the really racist segment of the movie yeah and then it's (laughs) like but
1: it's like yeah and then it's like he like stopped these women from fighting and so they like literally like give him the women and it was like that and they were like yeah they're yours you can do whatever you want with them and it was like i just like literally like like out loud like said ew and then like and the next
2: scene was like that billboard scene where he said
1: she should have kept her mouth shut and i was just like ew oh i like, know ew. What,
2: what, what i love about the the scene with the two gypsy women though is that like it's implied that he sleeps with them they don't actually like spill it out or anything but in the next morning one of them is serving him tea while the other one is sewing the sleeve of a shirt that he's wearing yeah like he's like taking no. sips of the
0: tea while she's still sewing his shirt right and this is like immediately after these women are like trying to kill each other but like in like the most stereotypical way like they are like making cat noises and like <laughs> clawing at each other and they're <laughs> yeah. fighting over a different man you know yeah. like it's just so I, I at that point i just had a note. uh oh, 1964 where everyone is a pervert well yeah like, that,
1: that was the thing it's like i i did not in any way live through that so i don't no. know like you know and i'm sure like it was it was a different time quote unquote uh. which is not an excuse but at the same time like it is just it was more so like horrifying to think about like what just like any of the contexts like this that this is like a toned down version of like probably what like many women were like you right. know facing at the time
0: like and this just makes me like yeah. sick cuz this is uh, this is okay for like to be on yeah like, <laughs> at one point
1: he just like slaps Tatiana yeah. like full on like
2: like just like smacks her for like well because he thinks that she's involved in uh, Karim's death and like yeah. she he knows that she's playing him and so he's trying to get information out of her but then like she like weeps and falls apart and says i do love you i love you i love you it's like okay <sighs> but at least in this one we get like this far into the movie before the woman falls in love with bond there are certain ones like especially in the roger moore era where he walks in and the woman is immediately in love and will like
1: betray
0: her family for him yes like Like that and that's yeah
1: i kind of had to like tone down like because i was like if i go through and like comment on every like asshole misogynist like piece of shit moment in this movie then i would have like I, this entire notebook would be, <laughs> it would be right nothing now. but that. So but like, I, I did also <laughs> preface
2: like my picking of this with "prepare yourselves for 1960s misogyny and racism," yeah, because you know these Bond movies. I, as much as I love this movie, it is like reflective of the time in which it was made, mm-hmm. and so you know there was a lot of that around.
0: Well, yeah, and but it's just I mean, in particular with Bond, though, it's like it like, goes out of its way, you know, to just like be just ridiculous i mean to the point where like it takes away from like the character's skills as a spy i mean like his meeting of tatiana is just like oh you're just gonna fucking let your guard down completely and sleep with this woman that you know is also a spy like (laughs) for the russian government
2: because he knows it's a trap that's the whole thing is like m and everyone like Kronstein says, like, my reading the British mentality is the British always treat a trap as a challenge. And that's exactly what they do. <sighs> like, M comes into, the, like, when Bond is in M's office, he says, well, this is obviously a trap. They're like, yeah, but we're going to do it. Right. <laughs> so, He's like, yeah, and I might as well
1: fuck her while I'm at it. It's
2: funny that you bring <laughs> that up about the scene between Bond and uh, Tatiana, because that scene is used for all actors who do... Test screenings to become James Bond. Right. I heard about that. Whenever they're trying to find the new James Bond, that's the scene that people do for their test screening. Yeah,
0: and they have like some random actress playing the female role, Tatiana. It's just which is just like pretty terrible. When I learned that, you know, it was like like when Daniel Craig was like, yeah, I had to do this for this role. It's like that's such a dated scene, and she has nothing to do. It's just you sleeping with a woman that's in your bed. Yeah. That's all you're doing. And like putting your guard down in like, I don't know. It's just
2: The other thing about that scene is he shows up at his hotel. He starts drawing a bath and then he hears a noise. So he goes to investigate the noise. He finds Tatiana he sleeps with Tatiana. At no point does he like, so is the bathwater just running that whole time? like <laughs> <laughs> It's fucked me like the last two or three times I watched this movie. <laughs> and, and when he goes to find her, do you know what he's wearing?
0: the is it the onesie the play suit no the romper he's wearing
2: a <laughs> towel that is made out of powder blue terry gloves. of
0: course he is. <laughs> of course he is i
1: just love there was like another moment that just like so i felt so perfectly encapsulated like the like low expectation for like mediocre white guys in this movie and it's like he walks in the room like uh, when he's walking into the offices of like british intelligence and he literally like reaches his hand out and it's like no, tosses he, a hat on the rack throws his hat onto the and, rack but it's literally like his hand is out and it's literally a foot away it's like the, and he like just walks in like he just fucking no like, I
0: love that scene and for oh, the next no, it wasn't a trick no it was <laughs> what's, what's great about
2: that scene though is cause he's doing this he does that in a bunch of these movies he throws his hat onto the rack from like outside he throws his hat on the rack and he says, "For my next miracle," because he thinks he's going in just to be flirting with Money Penny. And he turns around and M is there, and so Bond gets really embarrassed and he just has to stand there and he's like, "Oh." Well, I know. I go just go into think- M's office. It's a great joke.
1: I I I just think that the the entire like premise of like that being something like impressive in any way was just like Like
0: that that's something to brag about oh yeah Yeah.
1: like i i I landed my hat as i reached out and on the device that's supposed to hold those a foot away (laughs) it's like literally like my my hand is like six inches from the microphone (laughs) right now and i've landed my hat on top of it bravo (laughs) bravo
0: (laughs) no it's it's a it's a great joke for bond like i agree but like it's still ridiculous. Like, how it's staged.
1: <laughs> I mean, and maybe, maybe I just maybe it was supposed to play more comedically than it did because I just I didn't. I thought the comedic part of it was that M was there. That is that the was joke, the comedic part. of it. He thinks
2: that he's like going in to like just do this thing and have like his usual repartee with Money Penny, but his boss is there, so now he's like, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but just him, yeah. Just, anyway, <laughs> also the whole world's greatest spy thing, and within. One second of him walking into the airport, someone shouting his name. Mr. Bond! <laughs> like
2: like I, <laughs> yes, But difference is in this one, like he actually makes well, this is this that that kind of happens in um Doctor No as well, as a guy is like, Oh, Mr. Bond, I'm here to collect you. I've been sent by government house and Bond is like, Oh really? And he goes and calls and finds out that it, they didn't send one to didn't send somebody for him and that this guy's a bad guy, so Bond then like chases that guy. This one they have the recognition code, so that he knows that this guy is actually on his side. So there is still like spy work happening. I know, but though... it's
1: just it's just crazy that someone <laughs> would like just shout his name out in the middle of a like crowded airport, and and then obviously and then like immediately someone's like turning their head to like follow <laughs> yeah. them. But
2: that's that's a runner through this entire franchise. Like, I know, yeah. James Bond, the world famous super spy. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone like, knows his name. Yeah. Why are you shouting
1: That level his of name? recognition followed by the world's greatest super spy is like
0: oxymoronical <laughs> right no that's what makes archer so fantastic yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh did you guys just understand so much more archer after seeing this movie especially specter island and like the specter training camp isn't that called <laughs> oh yeah. just odin in archer is just <laughs> like yeah like,
0: it's it's great to like to kind of watch archer like and go through the bond movies because they there's just They'll just pull characters straight out of the Bond franchise and slap them into an episode of Archer. And, like, <laughs> like the twins is a good example. Yeah, of the twins from uh, Octopus yeah. yeah.
1: So did they have number one cast throughout the entire thing? Because it really just sounded like it was Sean Connery speaking it, n-
2: no. number one. No, no. Um, number one. <laughs> um, huh. Blofeld, in this movie, in the in titles, he has a question mark by the actor. Oh, okay. But he's actually played um, by...
0: This actor break is brought to you by Right Place, Right Time. When you're a shitty super spy and you don't know what to do next, Right Place, Right Time. Saves you every time.
2: Oh, um, he's played by Anthony Dawson, who played Professor Dent in Doctor Now. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I, told, yeah, I, I just thought it was Sean Connery
2: talking every time <laughs> he spoke. Yes, we are here. We are specter. Uh, And um, the acronym is not said in this movie But SPECTRE is probably the stupidest acronym in all of movie history It's not even a proper acronym Just because they're taking two letters from the first word Right SPECTRE, for those of you who have not seen uh, Doctor No or any other movie where they say the acronym SPECTRE stands for Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and
0: Extortion Yeah, that's dumb That's real dumb (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i bet it took him days to figure that yeah out. I, I, I like yeah i have the name i just need an acronym
2: i don't think fleming even wrote that though i think that was come up with by uh saltzman and broccoli oh fun because in the novels it's usually like Smersh that bond is up against Smersh. yeah it's like the some russian kgb organization
1: uh, hmm Also, in the boat scene where they're making their grand escape and he dumps all of the gas barrels into the water... Just like, why did they just stop in the middle of all the gas barrels that had been? Done? They, they, everyone just like I know, stops it, and they're like, so, oh, what, "What? What's up with all these?" Uh,
2: it's so convenient. Barrels of, of,
1: of flammable.
2: Yeah, material, like, yeah. That Specter. <laughs> one of Spectre's <laughs> top agents is like, "Everybody, slow down, slow down." Because he seriously <laughs> says that. he's like, "Everyone, slow down, slow down, right here." Everybody's we all barrels. need to burn to death. but. That does lead to some pretty amazing practical stunt work. No, true. Sure. Where, like, there's one where a stuntman is, like, leaning over and an explosion goes off right in his face.
1: Well, I feel like, yeah, I'm, uh, again, technology, the time, It's it, was, it would be highly, highly impractical for them to get a moving shot of explosions happening around a boat in any sort of, like, oh, Actors yeah. Guild-approved way. Yeah, you know? so they just kind of have to... <laughs>
2: they slow down because yeah (laughs) (laughs) in uh while we're talking about the practical stunts i also love the part where bond is being dive-bombed by the helicopter Ah. because that's just so hair-raising when you watch this and you're like that's a
0: real guy and that's a real helicopter yeah
2: like actually dive-bombing him and he's just jumping out of the way that's so cool yeah Yeah. that was
0: it was it was dope just like i mean in like all the boats they blow up at the at that end like they must have blown up like a half a dozen ships just for that yeah, scene just
2: for this one shot right to like
0: it's great um i uh yeah <laughs> i uh i thoroughly enjoyed this one um
1: oh another thing i wanted to know just to be even more nitpicky was <laughs> why tatiana decides to Betray number three by like knocking her out and like you know getting her out of the way and warning Bond, but then she like can't decide whether she whether like, she's wants shoot, to which shoot. One she's yeah, right. she's like, You've already betrayed number three, like just shoot her already. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, Bond movies are a lot of fun, but they're one thing they're not good at is like. Making sense all the time, or like <laughs> justifying things. Like, there's always going to be tons of stuff. That you're like, wait, how come this? But like, that's
0: why I I love it. I know? know, me too. That's and, what I love about it. It's and like and it's, that's it's, it's they're so stupid, right? And that's what, it's, that's yeah, it's what this
1: I, unintentional like camp factor. Yeah, that gets
2: yeah. added to it.
0: And in like. Thank God for more for, like, exemplifying that and just oh, heartening well, yeah. it Oh, yeah, the Roger
2: Moore the camp
0: level just skyrockets. Which makes it's- it just, like, it's is inescapable now because this movie is like a sponge. And, and I say movie because it's really just one movie that they just keep remaking over and over again, you know? Like, well, sure, it's
2: there's, like, five or six movies right, that they keep yeah. remaking to, over To or break
0: or it again. down, yeah, there's, yeah. like, five or six stories. But it is the same character it, with the same side characters up against some you know villain who's not associated with any government you know it always begins where it might be some government but nope it's really just this bombastic person or group yeah you know it's not that's not affiliated by like some other government or you know some like russia or something like that and it like that's what makes it so great like i, w- I was i was it, it, it used to be the thing that like turned me off in the franchise where it was just like I'm so sick of, like, glorifying this, like, chauvinistic asshole who's just a fucking piece of shit, you know, who's not really good at his job to begin with. <laughs> and, like, and how ridiculous these movies are. and They're not really good if you, like, I mean, compared to other movies. Compared since, to most
2: movies. Yeah, yeah they're like not
0: it, good. But that's what makes them <laughs> so great. It's like that old shirt that's just so comfortable that you have to wear it, you know, you can't throw it out it's like that's what this movie is it's like when you're just unsure about the world or whatever you could always rely on bond bond yeah. will always be the same and like it's like for good or for bad you know like you can pop in any random bond movie and just have have a good time if you could just relax to it like knowing those things you know Yeah, and that's what's just so great about them like you can throw in any random one and it's like they might be terrible like fucking <laughs> uh uh, die Another Day, or um, <laughs> View to a Kill, you know, like, laughable even. but Or they could be actually legitimately good films, like Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace. I would say this one's a
2: legitimately a good
0: film. Yeah, this one's yeah. legitimately like, would, a good I film. I would
2: say that this, this is, like, one of, like, three or four, maybe, Bond films that are actually legit good films. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, <laughs> I did just... love that uh, the that final fight scene. I thought that was oh, actually really well that's choreographed. Amazing
2: but... the fight in the train compartment. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I and... was I
1: was actually like I was genuinely stunned by how well that was choreographed. Yeah,
2: and that's um, a runner throughout Bond movies. Is they have tons of like fights and trains. And they have one inspector, and when I saw that movie in the theater wearing a three-piece suit, um, <laughs> I, it took everything in my power it's to not squeal like a little. Squealer. No, to not quote Paul F. Tompkins and go James Bond train fights, <laughs> James Bond train fights. <laughs> And whenever I'm watching a Bond movie at home that has a train fight in it, I have to do that. Because <laughs> Paul of Tompkins dusted on
0: an episode of James Bonding, and ever since I'm like, that is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh well, speaking of James Bonding, um something that was pointed out to me in the James Bonding episode for this movie that I absolutely enjoy, that I was like, why did I why did I so much enjoyed like the the reveal that um, uh, red grant is that the name of the yeah red yeah grant. red grant gives to bond at the end because i usually hate that shit where it's just like you know the, bo- the the villain is just you know revealing his whole plan and everything to the main character at the end and it's so like obvious exposition for the audience you know yeah and like it's just doesn't play well into the into the, for the movie but like as gorley pointed out like it it works well in this because it's like because the movie is is the second bond you know like they haven't done it to death you know for, first of all but then second of all it's kind of it's just this spot this other spy just shoving it in bond's face yeah, about how, how, he, how i got the better how of i you. got the better of you like, i got the better of the
2: of the world's best spy like you you think you're so great like i was ahead of you the whole time like right You didn't even know that i saved your life in the gypsy camp yeah like all this stuff and it it becomes like this laughable trope later on where it's like Uh, the joke about james bond is like oh now the villain revealed his entire plan i I believe there was even like a board game or a computer game called before i kill you mr bond (laughs) at one point but yeah in this one it's earned one because it's not tired yet but two because like it's like it's his pride he's just being like yeah i'm better than you right
0: yeah no I, i thoroughly enjoyed that character he was just very badass i love how he doesn't talk until the very end and when he does it's like Oh, I did not place that voice with you <laughs> until <Yeah>. just now. <laughs> He's played by
2: Robert Shaw, who then goes on to be Quint in Jaws. Oh, okay. Um, but also I love what gives it away for Bond isn't that he slips a pill into Tatiana's drink. It's that he orders red wine with fish.
0: Right. Yeah. Because, God, <clears throat> Bond is such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what sucked me off. It's fine that you drug my woman, but it's wrong of you to drink red wine with fish. Uh, Who's the most British person in this movie? Oh,
2: that's a good question. Um, Because this is something they do on the James Bonding podcast. They have the British offer. They select the most British person in the movie. Yeah. I think it's Red Grant. But he's not. Really English though. He's pretty English at the end there when he's like. Well, he's pretending to be English because he's oh, okay. pretending to be Bond's contact. Well, he had me. <laughs> um, the problem Obviously. with this one is we don't have the usual exposition dump character, right? Like the guy who explains, like, oh, this is what diamonds are important to this one, or this is why gold is important to this one, because that's usually the winner. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Off. I think at this one we'd have to give it to
0: M. M. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Any, any final thoughts on oh, this one? Oh, I have
2: a, a bunch of things just to, in my notes to get through, but I'll try to be as quick as possible. Um, there is no reason for Red Grant's masseuse on Spectre Island to be wearing
0: a bikini. No. <laughs> I thought she was more of a concubine than, like, a masseuse just yes. because of how that played out. It was just like, oh, they just imprisoned women here, too. Um, huh. this, this film is the
2: only <laughs> one where a... Uh, Female character or a love interest uh, reappears. Uh, Sylvia Trench, who is Bond's like sort of semi-regular lady, is the girl who he's in the boat with at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. So she's in two films. Uh, only time that that happens. Um, I think it must have been amazing to 1964 audiences that James Bond has a pager
0: and a car phone. <laughs> yeah. That blew my mind when he busted out that car phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was but like, what? Also, he has a pager. I know. Right? Oh, yeah. This is the one
2: time where uh, Universal Exports, which is the cover for um, MI6, like their fake organization that Bond supposedly works for, he uses a shorthand and calls it Univex. Univex? Yeah. Huh, I missed that. Um, We already talked about Bond throwing his hat. Uh, This is the first appearance of Desmond Llewellyn as Q oh really yes because there's a uh equipment officer in the first movie but he just gives bond his walter ppk and that's it but this is the first appearance of desmond wellen who will then go on to appear in 17 more bond films yep, up wow.
0: until what it, he's in
2: through uh, the his last one pierce
0: brosnan's isn't it? is not its
2: yes the second to last brosnan uh the world is not enough
1: that's so weird that like 17 films was still that long ago right if he, he yeah. was in 17 films and it was up until up until Brosnan
2: yeah like his last one was the 20th James oh wait no no that's the next one
0: yeah cause uh, that's his John last Please. one
2: was like the 19th James Bond movie and, and yeah but Desmond Llewellyn was in like all those mo- every movie except for um, um, Live and
0: Let Die wow yeah, that's great Was he replaced? Was it a different or No was he... it's
2: it's it, that one's weird. It's um just M and Money Punny show up to James Bond's house. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and it's like in Bond's apartment. Yeah, in the middle of the night and M hands him a watch. Oh yeah, that is instead weird. of them having Q be there, there's like yeah this is from Q Branch.
0: Especially since it's like Roger Moore and that's like the era where like M's office just appears at or, a yeah. nowhere Q,
2: or Q or like Q all, all of Q Branch will relocate to like, like the Egyptian pyramid, to a pyramid <laughs> in Egypt, just to have a five-minute conversation with James Bond. Right. <laughs> it's like and we will then... we'll re- relocate research and development
0: yeah. to a submarine, oh, my... so that we can talk to James Bond. Just so we
1: can give him all the rundown <laughs> my, my, on the gadgets. My favorite was uh,
0: in Octopussy. He's like relocated into India, where there's all these experiments that are like only relevant to where they're at going on. I know, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's like, like why are you doing all of this? maybe they're like outposts yeah there's like other agents or something you know yeah well maybe it's like
1: yeah q branch just has like different outposts like different research facilities and like main q can like travel to each one to like give bond the rundown since he's like the point of contact yeah like they're they're just like there all the time but it's just like
0: and then q like just bounces
1: around yeah yeah q's the one that bounces around okay yeah We'll go That's the only that. way it can make yeah. sense. <laughs> we'll, we'll try we'll try that logic. I, l- I love
0: those things though. Like it's almost like like my favorite moments in the Bond franchise is when like another double agent like he comes across one, you know? It's usually when like right when they die. Yeah. <laughs> always almost always it, right oh, actually, when they die. Every single time that <laughs> comes across another double agent. But I and I almost just want that more. Like I would love for like I would love for james bond to stumble upon like another bond that's like running away from something or like they're like oh we missed communication we're both on the same mission like hmm. like let's see this out and then he doesn't die this like, reminds me <laughs> of that, like
1: spider-man pointing at spider-man yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: i don't know if either of you caught this but when bond gets in the elevator in the hotel there's a wipe there's like the elevator going up oh oh no it's oh, nice. really cool that's
0: Screen wipe that's uh, diegetic to the
2: scene? Yeah. Right on. Um, Okay, here's the one thing. Every time I watch this movie, I never understand this part. He checks into the hotel... They put him in this room. He checks the room. He finds a listening device. He calls down to the front desk, says, "Oh, this room won't do. The bed's too small." And they move him to the bridal suite. And it seems like that was like Specter's plan. Yeah, and I don't get it. So and that it was, like, doesn't they were, like, pan one out. One
1: step ahead. They like knew he was gonna find the devices, and so, and so like, they put they, put they put him in the room six. with the listening devices, so instead of more sophisticated them. devices yeah, so, yeah. in the <laughs> other room yeah. that
0: he won't find. <laughs> I guess it's
2: never made sense to me. (laughs) And and I've watched this movie so many times. That part has never made sense. No, yeah,
0: And and on James Bonding, they're like just equally as baffled. It's like, like (laughs) just like resigns it to like, you know, sometimes in these Bond movies, they just do things that just don't make sense. Honestly,
1: I could see, I could see that actually kind of like, if they like knew Bond, if they like, you know, like knew his like MO, like how he functioned and all of that. I could see them. Like, someone really, really smart, like, doing that, saying, like, we know he's going to check the first room for bugs. Like, we know that's going to happen. Like, and then we're just going to make it really obvious. We're going to make it really easy. We're not even going to try and hide him, like, all that. uh, We're going to make him just hard enough to find where he feels like he did something. Right. And then, like, he's going to, like, change a different room, and we'll just say that this is the only one available. Right. Okay. I could
0: see that. I guess. I I mean, no, it's really convoluted, but I could could still, Mm. like... No, Craig... I think Craig's on to something because this is also where uh, he this is where he meets Karenko right what's the guy's name like his Karimbe Karimbe and, and like the whole thing where like it's just like obvious that the russians are spying on them and that they're spying on the russians and they have this like gentleman's agreement about the whole thing yeah, yeah. like i think that maybe they're like russians like they're russian spies in the hotel and they're just spying on bond like and it's just expressing like how obvious and out in the open the whole thing is yeah. you know that makes sense so like i can see that like it was a joke that never they never finished telling yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they,
1: they definitely could have taken it like they definitely could have done another step to actually do some connective tissue in there but yeah i can i can kind of build that on my own and yeah and, and, and make it have sense there's, in my head
2: there's another little comedic moment in this movie that i love is when um first of all bond is using the camera and the tape hidden in the tape recorder which or the tape recorder hidden in the camera which is really cool yeah um but it, the m and all these like stuffy british generals and stuff are listening to that tape back in england yeah. and Todd, he was like. was oh James will you make love to me all the time in England, day and night now go on about the machine yeah. <laughs> and, like, and she's like oh Italy. and she's giving him all the technical specifications that she, and then he's like oh aren't you getting to all these English girls and he's like well there was one time where I was with M in Tokyo and then M stops the and she's like Miss Money Bunny why don't you go back out to the office right now and, and so... then she's listening anyway and, like... and she just <laughs> listens on the intercom yeah. and then he knows that she's listening yeah. on the intercom he's like Miss Money Bunny you're no doubt listening why don't you take a wire see
1: now that- that now that is like that same type of deal that they did with the bug, but that one makes less sense than the bug did. It's like, why not just keep Moneypenny in the room if it was going <laughs> to be like because that? Because like, if you well, know she's listening, well, then like, why awesome. send her out of the room in the first place only to call her out on listening and right, then well, tell her to just like do it's, something it's anyway? Because,
2: <laughs> it's because they're so English. And even though they know that she's listening, it's uncomfortable to have her listening in the same room as yeah, the men.
1: They're more uncomfortable <laughs> than she is. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. She's
1: like, oh, I deal with Bond all the time. I You would not believe some of the shit he's told me. Like,
0: <laughs> James Bond. <Yeah. laughs> that guy.
2: <laughs> I think um, Tatiana is overlooked as one of the better Bond girls. I think she's not like the, the upper echelons with like Tracy or Vesper, but I really, really like her. And it's because of like all these little moments that she does. Like there's a moment where she's like alone in the, train car compartment and she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's just like giving herself a mustache with strands of her hair and like making faces <laughs> in the mirror and I'm like that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> and um <clears throat> after she's given her alias like she's just sitting there mouthing Caroline Somerset silently to herself like Caroline Somerset. I feel like these are probably her...
1: just like moments on set where they were like like she's like I would love, like, something to do yeah. for this movie. And she's just, like, sitting on right. set just like, mm, whatever. And they're like, and we'll and just leave.
2: Me... Yeah. Then, <laughs> the woman. Bond and her get in a small argument about having to go to tea time. And, like, he swats her ass and she turns around and says, but there are some English customs that are going to be changed. <laughs> and then he puts her trousseau on her uh, finger. And then she just bites it like it's just this cute little moment that endears me to her so much i don't know why it is that i find her so adorable (laughs) well
0: she's adorable yeah she's (laughs) adorable
2: um one other thing is i love the way the scene is shot where grant is like inside the train following bond on the platform so he can get the recognition code like that's just so coolly shot that he's going from car to car and like the way that that is scored as well this like oh yeah Yeah. like it's a really cool tense moment
0: yeah uh the the soundtrack was really good on this one yep um i love the intro song for like the instrumentals yeah for that reason
2: but i think that finally exhausts
0: me on my notes for this movie <laughs> I, I i have one more that i like to bring up <coughs> excuse me um i really appreciate this movie not holding my hand uh for the uh code uh, phrase phrase yeah he exchanges Like, they didn't, like, spell it out to you. Like, M wasn't like, Bond, when you meet your contact, you're going to say this, and he's going to say this to you, you know? Well, like, I feel like they would do that, you know? They do do that in later movies, too.
2: Because in um, You Only Live Twice, like, the code phrase is, I love you. And so... Oh, yeah! um, Money Punny is giving it to him, like, your code phrase is, I love you.
0: Repeat it, please, so that I know that you got it. And then Bud goes, I got it. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that kind of wraps me up for... um... For our first James Bond movie I don't know it'll be a bit before we do another one probably be a while yeah. before we do more um, but yeah from Russia with Love it's a good one yeah. um, I, I'm glad I, I turned my opinion on Bond I mean I've always liked it it's just now it's just it's better it, it, it's grabbed you, right <laughs> like it's uh, it's something that I like in the future I'm gonna enjoy just having on in the background you yeah know? yeah. and it's, that's what I think these movies are and like.
2: that's what I really like about it too is that like I'll just throw on like the first half of one right yeah and like just yeah I might finish this I might not but I just enjoy like watching a portion of one of these movies because I, I know them enough that like yeah right I can pick this up or not
0: um are there any I don't know do you
1: know Bond very much yeah, yeah I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know I'm not
0: sure uh, speaking of which are there any uh, James Bond connections in this one not a one not a one that's <laughs> yeah, amazing no James Bond connections whatsoever you in this would movie you'd think yeah. but eh, well he'd know <laughs> yeah he's uh, the expert yeah <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you guys have any um, uh, corrections and omissions uh, from? I do oh, have a correction week. and omission
2: from Kingsman. because I was like brought up on John Denver. Like my parents love John Denver. Like yeah. all my family loves John Denver. So I was so furious with myself with not remembering the name of the song "Country Roads." <laughs> so I just wanted to point out that yes, the, the the song is called "Country Roads." I don't know why I couldn't think of it while we were recording, but that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, um, uh, sorry. Good. Oh no,
1: I just I was just like, eh, no, nah, not really.
2: Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, bruh, nah, nah, bruh, nah, uh, I almost forgot to give my uh, routine uh, stats. Oh yeah, uh, seven point five on IMDb, ninety six percent Rotten Tomatoes, eighty three percent audience tomatoes. Uh, had a budget of $2 million, which is double the budget of Doctor Now. Wow. Um, and had a worldwide gross of $54 million. Huge that, That's hit. a profitable
0: movie. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big turnaround. Um, well, it did launch a lot of movies. Yeah. We're looking <laughs> down the barrel of number 25. Well,
2: oh, and the one that came out after this was Goldfinger, which was the one that really launched the... Goldfinger. Which really sent uh, the
0: franchise into the stratosphere, so... Yep. yep, and it is it is Bond at his worst. <laughs> he is not a good spy in that movie. No, and, <laughs> and, 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 or and a person. And like Sean and, Connery yeah.
2: even had notes about the script for Goldfinger, being like, "Hey, I don't like how Bond is like completely behind the
0: eight ball for this entire movie." <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll move on to any kind of recommendations uh, we have for this week. You guys have anything? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll just i say mine real quick. <laughs> um. I uh like like I've said uh, uh I earlier uh I've been I watched a whole bunch of Bond this week, and um the one that I, I I just I can't help but not recommend a Bond movie just because of the nearly half dozen James Bond movies I watched this week. Um, Quantum of Solace. It is an overlooked. Uh, Daniel Craig. It came out two thousand eight. It is. A direct sequel direct. Of, like of minutes uh, after it, yeah, yeah it starts an hour after uh the the uh casino royale ends and it is so fantastic it is great um the, the James Bonding episode uh, guessed that it would age well and they were correct. I mean, yeah, I it think, is so good. Um, I, th-
2: I really do think it's going to pull it on, on Her Majesty's Secret Service where like it wasn't received well at the time. But then when people look at it later, like, oh, this, yeah. is, this was really good. Yeah,
0: it, it's great. It has everything that you want. Um, It has like a more subdued uh, villain than the one that's in Skyfall. Like I feel it's like kind of like the same character, but like he's just not as bombastic- um as the as the character in skyfall and uh it was just so much fun it's a globetrotting great adventure um but yeah that's mine cool
1: um i've been on a comic kick lately and i'm really excited for star wars and watch the trailer yeah, and yeah, it's good I, trailer. I i don't think i've I never really grew up with Star Wars, so uh, I didn't, like, watch them until I was, like, like older. Oh, really? Uh, and so, like, yeah, I don't have that, like, nostalgia, like, type of, like, instinctual, like, love for Star Wars. I've kind of, like, learned to appreciate them and enjoy them So, so you watched
0: them after, like, you became critical of movies? Uh,
1: I mean, not, like, I mean, I was, like, probably, like, 16 when I saw my yeah, first okay. Star Wars movie. Um, but... Yeah, I, I I don't like I watched this trailer and I I'm really excited. Like I don't think I felt this excited about a Star Wars movie. Like I didn't feel this excited when I saw the Force Awakens trailer. No, but yeah, I, I felt I like this. I'm really excited for this. So uh, I but in the terms of the comics that I've been reading in relation <laughs> to that, uh, the Darth Vader comic uh, I'm really enjoying. Um, I've been reading a few. I think I'm through like four or five issues of that. Um and it takes place between a uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. So it's um like Vader is essentially trying to um track down who the person the mysterious person who destroyed the Death Star is and over time, you know, obviously finds out who that person was, who's, you know, Luke. Right. And um is trying to like keep it under wraps that it's his son as he discovers more and more about this person and tries to track him down and like starts working against the emperor, like behind the scenes and oh, wow. like doing all of these secret missions to like undermine and like kind of figure and like find who Luke is and start to kind of like, you kind of start to see like by the end of uh, the return of the Jedi, like, like this kind of buildup, you get that buildup to like where you see how, he could betray the emperor at the end of that movie oh, so kind of
0: fleshes uh, that out yeah wow. so
1: uh it's yeah really good uh series it is uh let's see yeah marvel comics um and it's super super fun
2: that sounds awesome uh yeah. karen
1: gillan is the writer um artist is Salvador Larroca. at least oh, karen, karen. gillan yeah the actress kieran kieran oh kieran i thought you said karen no no not karen Kieran. (laughs) (laughs) Kieran. (laughs) um but yeah darth vader the comic huh pretty awesome
0: um real quick just because you mentioned comics uh i when i was just obsessed about bond this week uh there's a bond comic out oh it's like like brand new i'll check that out like leading up to bond 25 it looks like nice so
2: well, you're going to get a lot of James Bond recommendations because this is the spy block, and I've decided to do all Bonds for the spy block. Oh, there you go. Um, if this is a Sean Connery James Bond movie, but it's a more hard-lined, like, straightforward like spy story, if you want a goofy Sean Connery James Bond movie that I really love, check out You Only Live Twice. It's one of the ones that... Um, austin powers stole from a lot like the li- the villain literally has a volcano layer and like a pool of piranhas that he feeds his <laughs> underlings to and like <laughs> it's about them like capturing spaceships and like trying to start world war three it's fantastically bonkers so check out you only live twice because it's a lot of fun
0: great awesome um yeah so what that wraps us up Yeah, guess we'll uh, talk about uh, something that was just that someone wrote about us. It's just so sweet. Yes, we want to. We we have a we have a fresh review, and so that that means that we get to fulfill a promise that we've made a few weeks ago that we get to read your name on air. We want to give a giant thank you to
2: Multiplex Multiverse for writing us a wonderful and very heartwarming review.
0: Thank you kindly, Multiplex Multiverse, for your kind words. Uh, much, obliged. much, much obliged. obliged i mean seriously like you 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 said everything that like we really hope that this podcast is you know and and i i i, I thank you for the listen and i really thank you for the review um so i uh, i urge other listeners out there to write us a review um it is just it's very kind um and we will read your name on air yeah um and thank you personally uh also uh, you can find <laughs> you can find this podcast. You can find uh, this podcast on Twitter at
2: iwytwt. You sure can. And you can also find us each individually on Twitter. I am at Cullen Munch.
0: I am at the D Bucks. I am at Catharticus. Um and you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash IWYTWT, as well as any and all podcast listening apps out there. You got your overcast. You got your stitcher. You Overwatch,
1: gets, can oh, people listen to us on the video game? On the video Overwatch? game, Overwatch, <laughs> can they listen to us? I on that? I think
2: there's there's a particular mod in Overwatch that allows you to listen to our podcast. Right yeah, now. only our podcast, yeah, right? It's only like, our oh, podcast. No no no, 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 no,
1: other We have podcasts. the exclusive Just contract yeah. with Overwatch to I, well, stream our episodes directly through the. I know. This I, know the, I
0: know the owner of Blizzard, Jeremy McBlizzard. Oh uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and so it it's kind of works like you know how in like Fallout games your Pip Boy plays like old timey music. In Overwatch, your watch plays our podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's confusing
0: yeah. and no one likes it because you know it's a team shoot em up game and they get to listen to us talk about movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so sorry, all you Overwatch fans. We've, we've had fans. some complaints we've... about it being really distracting. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anywhere that you find our, our podcast, be it iTunes podcast what do what they call it it's like the iTunes Apple podcast Apple podcast yeah. if you find us on Apple podcast I still it, just call it iTunes I still <laughs> just call it iTunes uh, the, the Stitcher app or or if you are listening to us on SoundCloud or wherever you listen to us please uh, you know write us a nice little five star review and read and review us that'd be, that'd be cool Um, and uh, tell your friends about us Um, I think we're lovely Um, shout I out I like us I like us I too I like us yeah yeah. We're good people. <laughs> uh,
2: I like us. My wife likes us. Yeah. <laughs> that's a reference to Plain Trains, and Automobiles.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sad. Um, not that your wife likes us, <laughs> but she that. does actually like our Right. Since Planes, Trains, and is kind of sad. I mean, otherwise, I I'd
1: be like, Colin, am I the time to cut that? You like, know what
0: I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to Movie Pod Squad, You guys are great. Shout out to Potter, Potter and Family. Love you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, join us next week for when we go over... Uh, what are we doing Who's next Who's up? Who's
2: up next? Um, oh,
1: who is... I guess I can go. Yeah, because
0: yeah. mine is kind of... It, it, it depends on what you pick. So. Uh,
1: oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'd say since we started... Well, what were you planning on
0: doing? All right, well, if you're going to pick Kingsman 1, then I'll do Man from Uncle. Well, I was going to
1: do Man from Uncle, and then we could end with Kingsman since we started with Kingsman yeah, too. Yeah, let's do
0: that. Let's bookend it.
1: Okay. All right, so yeah, I'll do Man from Uncle next okay. week.
0: So next week is Guy Ritchie's uh, uh, do of the old TV series Man from Uncle, which is excellent. Yes. Um, a, a very fun. Movie. Yeah, and I'm super excited to revisit that. Yeah. Um, lots and lots of fun there.
1: Uh, Henry Cavill.
2: Uh, isn't that is that Michael Fassbender? Oh, in this? oh that reminds Michael me. Fassbender I, and Henry Cavill. I completely oh, forgot just, that uh, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. Like, so I don't know how familiar you are with young Sean Connery.
1: Not particularly. Like,
2: was this the first time you had seen? Yeah, like, like a movie. Yeah, this young the first young time Sean yeah. Connery. Is he attractive? Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean. I feel like he has that like like classic kind of like I'd say he's handsome. Does
0: he work as Bond? Like
1: Yeah, I I think I think he's I think he's handsome. Okay. I I wouldn't like 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 you know like Michael Fassbender is just like he just does something, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Henry Garfield's well, like, like, just like just like does very things to me man. like Yeah. Right. Uh, God, I was just thinking about also <laughs> going back to bahubali all the like all all the man all the man crushes that i've like not expounded on like because oh my god uh what was his uh baladeva Baladeva. like oh oh my god baladeva damn Uh, but yeah sean connery he's he's handsome but he just he doesn't have like and it might also be because of, like, all, you know, all of the things I've, like, heard about that him. you know and, like, about him Sean himself, yeah, like as a him, being like, a
2: terrible man.
1: Yeah, like, and, yeah, that that generally, like, tends to tape me on, like, even the most, like, physically attractive people. Like, yeah. if they're bags of human beings, then, like, I literally, like, like physically am, like, repulsed by them. Like, okay. no matter how physically okay. attractive they are. Yeah,
0: but, well, that answers the question. Because, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, he's the, he's the only Bond where I was always just, like, like, the other ones I get. Lazenby, more Dalton... Brosnan, Craig, of course. Oh, you know, I, 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 understand all those. <sighs> Connery was the one where I was like, I don't see it. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's like, I feel like for the time, he was the good Bond. Like, yeah, okay. I feel like he, he was a good fit
2: for it. Well, I think he's better looking in these early movies, like Doctor No, especially. He looks great in Doctor. Yeah, no. I would agree. with it's that. It's like the later pudgier Sean. Six- when he gets the <laughs> like if the Diamonds Are Forever. But Connery is like when you're like oh
0: <laughs> alright well, um, well sorry for going over an hour guys uh, <laughs> hey, uh, only but, fitting for a James Bond movie because they're always long oh, yeah <laughs> they are super long so uh, yeah enjoy that little uh, sexy talk about who's the sexiest Bond. Uh,
2: but yeah join us next week for Man from Uncle.
0: yeah um, thanks for listening
2: bye 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 now. bye, bye.